from Thrivalist. This is the Sober Not Sorry podcast with your host, Lucy Quick. As the leading destination to change your relationship with alcohol in an empowered way, Thrivalist will help you free yourself from the alcohol trap and create a life so wondrous you won't want to escape from it anymore. If you've ever worked with me or Thrivalist, you will know how obsessed I am with self-care and the important role that self-care plays in maintaining our long-term sobriety. And that's why I'm so excited to be running our first ever in-person retreat for Sober Curious Women. This November the 23rd to the 26th, it'll be held in Trentham, which is in Victoria's beautiful spa region. This is going to be a five-star, really luxurious, beautiful experience, and it's going to be tailored just for us. The busy women who are in desperate need of a bit of a rest, a rejuvenation, time to connect in with ourselves and to also connect with like-minded women. So there's only a few spaces left. If this retreat is sounding like you, please check out the show notes and I have included the link directly to the website where you can book in or you can send me an email, of course, info at thrivalistsobriety.com with any questions. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you've had a beautiful week and thank you so much for tuning in. For today's episode, I sat down with Dr. Shamistra Barathan, also known as Dr. Shami. 22 years ago, Shami, a conventional GP, began seeking alternative solutions to health issues. Frustrated by the conventional medical model's reliance on symptom masking drugs and her own experience with chronic stress affecting her well-being, she explored holistic approaches. She was introduced to nutritional medicine in 2013 which helped her to discover a missing piece in her medical knowledge. She recognized the potential of integrative methods, which led her to founding MINT, an integrative natural therapies clinic, and she empowers her patients to naturally combat chronic ailments. Dr. Shami's mission is to guide patients to lasting health without medication. And I personally saw Dr. Shami a few months ago now in her clinic, and I was really blown away by how easily and quickly she helped me with my IBS symptoms through simple and natural approaches, including magnesium and meditation. I mean, I would never have thought that that was going to help me in the way that it has. Dr. Shami is amazing and I can't wait for you to hear this interview. Please note that the information provided in this podcast today is general advice only. Please see your healthcare professional for more information if you are suffering from stress and or anxiety. Now onto the episode. Dr. Shami, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. I'm so looking forward to this conversation with you today. Thank you, Lucy. I'm excited as well. It's going to be awesome just talking about stress and the impact it has on our life, and especially for your listeners, the impact it has when it comes down to alcohol as well. So no, I'm really excited. Thank you. Would you like to start by telling me about the work you do, the people you serve, and why? Awesome. Thank you, Lucy. So what I normally say to patients is when we're a bit confused about integrative medicine or functional medicine, I literally go back and say, right, when you, norm- when you go to a GP today, you go in and you explain what your symptoms are, what your problems are. And more often than not, it's a drug as a solution, maybe sort of nine times out of 10. And also it's obviously very quick. It's like limited about 10, 15 minutes. And hard- we hardly get to the root cause of the problem. So what I normally say to patients, like when we go down the integrative functional route, we look at health differently. And often I think 
this is how medicine should be, where we look at the whole person. We're trying to find the root cause. We're trying to put the body back into balance. So I'm literally the detective trying to figure out, okay, what's out of balance, whether it's nutrient deficiencies, whether it's environmental factors such as stress, lifestyle, poor sleep. So lots of lifestyle, diet, we can even go down to the gut microbiome. We can go down to hormonal health. We can even go down to genetics and just see what is your body telling you to do. But the whole goal is, which I always say to patients, is to get you better, is to get you well. And the body is designed to be well. So how can we go on this journey to get you to wellness? And what does that look like? So it's a completely different approach, but I get it. I get the system where you're time limited and perhaps the training isn't there to actually ask about nutrition. There's so much confusion about nutrition, even till this day with what's out there, what experts are saying. So I get how confusing it is. So I find it just absolute pure joy to be able to serve my patients in a way that you have more time. We get a much more detailed history. We are looking for the root cause and we on the we go on the journey of change because it's not a quick fix. It is literally, okay, what can we do from diet, lifestyle? There's so many habits to change. And the whole idea of my approach is not to make it overwhelming. Let's do one tiny change at a time. But the most important thing is to observe and be conscious about that journey. What does that feel like for you? Because that's getting a positive reinforcement and you're naturally willing to go to the next step. Fabulous journey. I love it. Absolutely love it. And it's just rewarding on both sides to see patients get better. But more importantly, they are empowered. And that's where I see sort of another gap in the current medical realm of education. I just see so many of my patients wanting to learn, wanting to know what their body's doing, wanting to feel empowered. And that's what I do a lot through various methods, whether it's videos or podcasts or giving them material. But the key thing is, is once you understand what your body's actually going through, perhaps during the stress response, what's actually happened to it, you can actually take action. Because at the end of the day, there's always going to be stress. We want to create resilience. We want to create empowerment of what do you do when you're aware of stress, what's happening and what action can you take? Because chronic stress, and this is what we'll probably lead to in our conversation is it's the buildup of chronic stress that has the ultimate impact on our health. And that's what sort of prompted me to do my own podcast, which is Six Hats, to get the information out there. Because why do we need to wait for pain to happen? Why do we need to wait for the end of the journey where where that's literally what I was seeing, be it weight, be it mental health, thyroid, bowel symptoms. Literally, I was seeing all the symptoms and the journey always started with an element of stress. So a couple of stats to share with you, like 80% of GP consults are related to stress, which is phenomenal. And I would probably say, give that similar percentage of what our consults are about, which is chronic disease. And literally chronic disease, majority of the time is based on lifestyle. So there's actually, yeah, this is an awesome approach and I love it. I really enjoy the journey. So let me just make sure I've got this straight. So you're saying that 80% of GP consults are related to stress when you kind of go backwards in time. It sort of starts with stress and then it manifests into illness, disease. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So the American Institute of Stress actually found that statistic and it makes so much sense to me. So for example, you might have a cough or a cold or a viral illness. What was stress like for you? Have have you been sleeping? Have have you been doing long hours at work? The impact of stress has a direct impact on your immunity. 
So it could stem from a simple consult of a cough or a cold or viral illnesses to thyroid dysfunction, always going back. How long has have you been in the chronic stress response to IBS? Absolutely, there's an element of stress. And Dr. Shami, can you talk to me about what stress is? Like, obviously, I know what stress is. It's For me, it's I'm over busy. I've got too much on my plate. I'm dropping the ball. I'm cranky. I'm yelling at my kids. That's sort of how it's showing up in my life. But can you actually talk about what stress is on a physiological level? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think knowing that really helps us just be conscious of it, what's actually happening in our body. Because often we're in our heads, we're in our mind, we're in our thought processes and not being aware of what's happening in the body is actually a missing component in terms of healing. So absolutely. So it all actually starts from a thought and the thought is saying, I am in danger. This is fearful. I need to get out of here. So what the body does, there's a part of the brain called amygdala, which just sits behind here. And what it does, it's detects fear. And then it goes, right, I'm going to send messages to the hypothalamus, which then sends messages to the adrenal glands. So the adrenal glands sit on top of your kidneys and they secrete the adrenaline, noradrenaline, the cortisol. And what's really important to know, they also secrete your female hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. And so it's really interesting. So then the signal goes to the rest of the body through the sympathetic nervous system. So this is the nerves that are connected to different parts of the body from the pupils to the heart, to the skin, to the auxiliary glands, and hence what, and even to the gut. So hence why when we're in that fear mode, we might have a heart racing. We might actually having that feeling of anxiety, the heart's racing, but sweaty palms, sweat, sweaty auxilars, sweaty uh, armpits, And literally the whole idea is it's actually to protect us, to actually get us out of that situation to help us flee. So blood is actually diverted away from the gut because we don't need time for digestion. It's not a time for digestion. It's actually to the muscles. Get me out of here. I need to run away. So that's the sympathetic nervous system. So what we find over time is if we're in that chronic stress response, and what I mean is, for example, you're late to an appointment, you're like, wow, I need to get there on time. I'm in the traffic, the red light. So you're pumping up this cortisol. But once you get to the appointment, it sort of settles and it's calm again. But what we find in today's world is that chronic stress. So we're carrying the load, whether it's in our thought, in our physical symptoms, we're carrying the load of, okay, so after that appointment, what else I need to do? I've got some more, so many other things to do. I've got this long list. And then you might not have the greatest conversation with someone. And that cortisol response as actually kept high throughout the day. And it's really interesting when we go back to our circadian rhythm, which is what we've designed that day and night cycle, cortisol is highest at 9am, get us awake to get us pumping for the day. And it actually from 9am, it starts to drop. That's the normal cycle. And it starts to drop getting ready for sleep. And from 6pm, melatonin sort of starts to rise up, getting ready bed. And so what I explain to patients these days is we're actually not allowing this cortisol to drop. We're actually keeping our cortisol up with various issues. For example, just a high stress environment from work or home or the problems ruminating in our mind to caffeine intake, to poor diet. There's so many things which can actually keep that cortisol elevated. So the body's actually not designed to be in the chronic stress response. It's designed to, yes, 
get me out of the situation. It's designed for survival, but it also needs time to relax. And sometimes I say, when you look at wild animals, when they are escaping from a predator, they escape and then they shake it off. They release that stress. And so that's why they actually say zebras don't get ulcers. And there's actually a book on it all about stress. And there's something to learn from animals and how they actually release that stress response. And it's the awareness of it. So what I say is like, we're not, we can't live a life without stress. There's going to be something that will create a cortisol response in us. However, having the awareness of what's happening in my body, what can I do to calm the nervous system down has a phenomenal impact. And that's where I talk about the vagus nerve. So we've got that sympathetic response, the sympathetic nervous system connected to different parts of the body, but we've also got the opposite, the vagus nerve. And it's really interesting how we've forgotten about it. We all know about putting pressure on the gears and putting pressure on the accelerator, but we've forgotten about the brakes. And that's how I describe the vagus nerve. And vagus nerve does completely the opposite. So it calms everything down. So lowers your heart rate. It actually improves digestion. It really helps with the gut healing. So it's all about digestion at times of less stress. So it's really quite amazing. So once we're aware of what's actually happening during a stress response, often I say to patients, be aware, yeah, you're going through that stress response, but what can you do to calm the nervous system down? And that's where we're going to like, how do we stimulate the vagus nerve and various techniques on that? So can we just take a step back? Because I'd like to hear, I guess, when you most see stress impacting people's health and lives in in what way are you seeing that sort of stress manifest into something worse than just a racing heartbeat yeah absolutely so that's when we come to chronic stress and stress over time that chronic sympathetic response chronic cortisol so we can see it in a multitude of ways and often that's how patients present so it could be anxiety depression insomnia for many years and even thyroid conditions So an underactive thyroid can have an impact from a chronic cortisol response and not only various nutrient deficiencies and not only autoimmune. And then, of course, chronic irritable bowel symptoms that could be due to chronic stress as well. Weight gain. So think about cortisol equals sugar, and that can lead over to weight gain. And it's really interesting. I often see patients who may eat less and exercise more and they go on this journey but actual fact they don't lose weight because we haven't talked about cortisol and that's when high cardiac activity can be detrimental at the time when your body's in chronic stress and so we actually avoid high cardio because we need to treat that chronic stress cortisol response so weight gain mental health thyroid gut yeah just a few of those symptoms and i know in dr gabor mate's book which i didn't realize was from 2003 (laughs) When the body says, no, I've only just started reading it and it's been around for 20 years. He talks a lot about this link between stress, but also more serious diseases and even emotional stress. So not being able to express ourselves properly or not having boundaries up leading to more sinister sorts of diseases. Is this something that you sort of see a lot in your client or a little bit in your patients as well? Absolutely. And when I read Gaffer Marte's Body Says No, I was so relieved to see that 
other doctors are thinking alike because that's what I was seeing. That's what I was seeing for years. And I loved how he put all the data together and the research. It just made it more real to actually, this is real. This is actually happening when he goes, chronic stress can lead to osteoporosis. And actually that's what I see quite often now, more than ever. And of course, the, the not so nice diagnosis of cancer and breast cancer and how he's created that link as well to the chronic stress response. And again, I've just seen a rise in those rates as well. I mean, that's like when you're thinking about it, those serious conditions where we hardly ever talk about stress. So I was so excited, like when I was reading this book and I wanted to share it with my colleagues as well, because there's definitely a chronic stress impact on your health. And it's interesting when you were talking before about how our body is just trying to protect us. It's that fight or flight and it's, has, it plays an important role to protect us from dangers, but we're not faced with the dangers that we once were. We're not going to be chased by a tiger and, and eaten, hopefully. But it's very similar to our addictive voice believing that alcohol is essential for survival. So once our alcohol use is turned into an addiction, it becomes like sex, water, food, something that the primitive part of our brain believes that we need to survive. And if we don't get it, that creates stress in itself as well. So I find that link, yeah, it's quite fascinating. And so in his book, Dr. Gabor Mate's book, he talks about the seven A's of healing, which I love, and their acceptance, awareness, authenticity, attachment, agency, acknowledgement, and action. Do you use similar principles or do you have a process that you use to support your patients with how to heal from stress and yeah, get out of that kind of fight or flight state to reduce cortisol and start feeling better? Absolutely. And it actually just starts from understanding and the awareness of how stress affects your body. And exactly how I explained about the stress response is just understanding the reactions that are going through, because often we live in a very automated robotic life. We're just, we love routine. We wake up and we eat the same thing, or we have the same routine, the same workplace. And it's really interesting when you're living with consciousness of, right, what am I eating today? What's actually happening in my body? Things start to change. And so it always starts with education, awareness, knowledge of actually what's actually going on in my life. Why am I going through this stress response? And it's multifactorial. So it could be many things from difficult relationship at home to not coping with motherhood to really stressful workplace, a toxic workplace. It's a multitude of symptoms or even chronic health conditions can create this stress response. So it's having the awareness and then going through a journey. And I always say that the journey is whatever, however long it takes for you to actually identify what are the key areas that you need to work on or change or have a different perspective on. And it's really interesting. It's amazing when I see patients. It's not something that I go, this is what you need to do because the wisdom is within and it's your journey and you will find the solutions within once you're feeling better. So my goal is the clinicians who find you get you feeling better? How can I help your body heal? When that happens, when you've got that space in your mind, the energy, the clarity, you're sleeping better, you're feeling great, you suddenly realize the solutions come and you make different decisions to create a different outcome. So I've seen so many patients completely transform their lives from my work is not great. I am taking some time out. I am shifting careers. I'm 
taking action in my relationship, be it getting help or actually deciding to leave it, they're starting to take action to realize the impact that chronic stress has on them. And it's this amazing journey of just that realization, what am I doing now and why am I doing it? Because often we fall into routine and at some point there's a tipping point where change is really important. It becomes a priority, but often you have to feel better in order to take the next step. As I said, just, you know, having more energy and not feeling so anxious all the time. And it goes back down to looking at all the key areas as well, from nutrition to sleep, hygiene, to nutrient deficiencies. So it's a journey, it's very personalized, but it's a journey of discovery. I love that. And I love the wisdom is within, and I can totally relate to that. And the journey part, because for me, the moment that I took alcohol out of the equation, it was like I gave myself that opportunity to start looking at my health properly for the first time in my life. So when you've got that blanket of alcohol and you're using it in an unhealthy way, there's no way of knowing what's really wrong and what's really going on for you. And it did become a journey. And the wisdom is always within. We, we know the answers. Sometimes it can be scary to, I guess, address them or to accept that this is going on for us. But, yeah, I love that, that description. And so do you have any patients that come to you with alcohol use disorder? And are you seeing any kind of trend between lifestyle stress and using alcohol? So interesting you say that because often that's not the first conversation we have at all. And it's always about some kind of symptom. And that symptom is the priority in their mind. So whether it's weight or whether it's anxiety or whether it's gut, and it's a question that I do ask in the questionnaire. And it's really interesting when I reflect on the journey, it's not something that we talk about immediately. It's something that comes out quite naturally, whether it's a trust thing or whether they feel comfortable talking about it. But I always, we need to give patients a space to be comfortable to even start that journey. And that's when we go into it and seek more. And it's actually self-driven. They mention it quite on the side going, oh yeah, I'm just drinking more. I'm trying to cut down. And that's when you sort of approach that topic when you're ready to approach that topic, because there's a lot, lot to cover. And definitely one of the things that we look at is alcohol. And I love that when you're ready to talk about it, talk about it, that's when you're ready for change. And it's everyone's on that journey. So it's really important to acknowledge and respect that as well. And that's when we, you know, we just go a bit deeper. And I always, I actually use a very much like a coaching technique, coaching approach of what would you like to do next? Because, you know, as you quite right, there's a lot of information out there. There's so many ways of approaching it. And often people do have the next step inside them. So it's guiding them on that journey of what that looks like. And by that time, they are feeling better. They have more energy. They've looked at different aspects of their health and they feel they've got now the energy and the mental capacity to look at this habit, which has been troubling them for quite a while. So yeah, it's really interesting just watching and observing. It is interesting. And coming with a symptom is, I mean, I'm sure we can all relate to that. I know most of the ladies in the Thrivalist community would have, there's always a reason for why we want to stop. And we always want to try and control our drinking before stopping altogether. And for me, it was like anxiety and weight. The thing, the, the top three things you said, weight loss, anxiety, gut. <laughs> 
So that was definitely what initially pushed me. So there's obviously a huge trend there. What would be your top piece of advice for someone who came to you and said, I'm feeling really stressed. I'm noticing that my heartbeat's irregular. I've got sweaty palms. I'm obviously struggling with anxiety. What would be, I guess, yeah, the top piece of advice you would say to this person? Yeah, I would probably say top three things to take away. Number one is breathing. We forget how taking a lovely deep breath and activating the diaphragm, activating the vagus nerve can transform how you feel in seconds. And it's really being aware of the breathing. So I check, are you breathing mainly from your chest or from your tummy? And it's literally switching it. We want the tummy to blow up first, then the chest and taking the night to actually go through some deep breaths with them. What does that feel like? And sometimes that can actually feel quite uncomfortable when we've been in the stress reaction for many years, that taking a deep breath actually feels really uncomfortable. And then I'm actually teach them a humming breath, which is a yoga type of breath where you raise your tongue to the roof of your mouth and you take a lovely deep breath in and you hum. And believe it or not, it triggers the vagus nerve within seconds. And many of my patients move from panic attack to calm within seconds. And I actually do it with the patient and it's just so lovely. It's just such a great feel. And raising the tongue to the roof of your mouth actually triggers the vagus nerve as well. And it's just an amazing tool to have in seconds. And when you're feeling, for example, like it's a busy work day, you've got hundreds of emails to go through and you notice you are not, you're actually holding your breath rather than actually breathing. And it's just nice to be aware of that breath and the way you're feeling, going to some nice deep breaths or even a humming breath. And it makes you feel phenomenal. So that's number one, the breath, number one. Number two is actually sleep. When you really look into it, the worrying thoughts, the ruminating thoughts, and as you are so fully aware, alcohol actually affects sleep. So that's number two when when I really think about it. Like sleep's the easiest to give away, but the hardest to get back. And it's the most important, most crucial part of the day. It's got to be treated with so much more respect. And I always say, like, create a beautiful sleep ritual and and make it a priority because when I speak to patients, they go, oh, I've got so many things to do. This is my time to be on my own and not with the kids and all of these things. And then when you educate around what's actually happening, the sleep is phenomenal. And how would it feel like to actually wake up with energy and to feel refreshed? What does that look like? And the impact of screen time, the impact of alcohol just before sleep. And so creating a beautiful sleep ritual that you're really taking care of yourself. Like this is your time. This is, and what that, what does that look like? So it could be, it could be a meditation or it could be listening to beautiful music. It could be some downtime. It could be journaling, it could be a bath. It could be so many different things where you're winding down. The key things to ask yourself about sleep is, you know, can you get to sleep easily? Do you stay asleep? Often sleep can be very interrupted, very light. And that means it's that cortisol response. And do you wake up with energy? So three really quick easy assessment to do on yourself. And yes, you can stay asleep. You can wake up with energy because often that's like a chronic habit for many, many years and that becomes your normal. And believe it or not, chronic sleep deprivation is huge. And I think the last stats were 40% of the population in the States was chronically sleep deprived. But what does that actually translate to? And it actually means 
if you get less than six hours of sleep, it's pretty much saying that you are equivalent to being drunk on the roads. That's how much less focus you have. And so when I say that to patients, it just makes you think of how many people are driving on the roads completely sleep deprived. And what does that even look like? And so, I mean, we've normalized that. We've normalized that chronic sleep deprivation. So sleep, so important. So when you wake up with more energy, you've got more focus, clarity, you may make better decisions. You may hold back on making, saying yes to so many activities. It has this beautiful domino effect on the rest of your day and especially the stress response. And then number three is actually magnesium. You'll be surprised the number of patients I see with magnesium deficiencies. Most important nutrient when it comes to like what it's needed in the body is over 600 chemical reactions. We lose it very easily through alcohol, through coffee, through high sugary foods, processed foods. It's not enough in our diet when it comes to the nutrients from the topsoil. And literally, we need it. It makes you feel so much more calmer. It's phenomenal just how getting the right dose of the magnesium, the right type of magnesium is really important in your day. And yes, caffeine loses it, but also tea. So some people say, I've stopped drinking coffee, but I'm drinking six, seven cups of black tea. So any form of caffeine, even green tea, loses your magnesium. So I see a lot, many, many patients with magnesium deficiency. So bumping up that magnesium, taking magnesium on a daily basis can make a phenomenal difference. I do have a question about the magnesium, actually. Is there a specific type of magnesium that you recommend? Because there are so many different types. Absolutely. So there's two ways of looking at it. First, the delivery. Is it a capsule or is it powder? Now, if you're in the chronic stress response, your body, your gut may not be in the greatest health. So uh, do you have enough stomach acid? Are you digesting motility? And so I actually, first of all, recommend powder. It's just better absorbed. You might want to put it into water and sip it throughout the day. So it's just a great delivering magnesium. And the next thing is the type of magnesium. So glycinate, fantastic. It's easier on the gut. Then you've got orotate, you've got citrate, which is slightly harsher on the gut. And then you've got threonate, which is great for mental health, great for anxiety. So there's a couple of magnesiums that you've got the choice to go for. So delivery is important, but also the type. Interesting. Okay, beautiful. So Dr. Shami, how do our listeners find you? And can they book in via Zoom? Where's your office? Awesome. So I just recently opened up my own clinic. It's called Mint Clinic, M-I-N-T clinic.com.au. And it's in Collingwood in Victoria. And yes, we do offer telehealth consultations. We love it. I've got patients all over Australia and all over Victoria. And it's just awesome to be able to provide that kind of service and solutions. I also host a podcast called The Six Hats Podcast, which is on all different platforms. And it's all about getting the information out about stress and how it affects the body, which is awesome. And I've got this, an ebook out on my website, and it's just the ultimate guide to integrative medicine. And that's where I talk about magnesium to all sorts of different things. So it's actually a great starting point to go to. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Amazing. I will link all of that in the notes. I've been into your clinic, Dr. Shami, and it is absolutely beautiful. It does not feel like you're at a doctor's surgery, I must say. It felt more like I was walking into a beautiful, relaxing hotel lobby or day spa. It felt like a day spa. 
And I just love how you've managed to create such a beautiful medical clinic that doesn't feel so clinical. It feels much more relaxing and yeah, beautiful space. So thank you and well done. Awesome. That was really part of the vision to go, right, how can we take the fear away from health and actually focus on wellness? And it's so interesting. A lot of patients come and go, I actually feel well walking in. And, you know, there are no TVs, it's beautiful music, and it's using music, art, nature to de-stress. And it's almost re-educating our minds about health to go, this is how it feels. You feel empowered and you feel great. And it is about wanting to feel well. So, and then, so we have massive round tables in our consulting rooms for collaboration, moving away from authority. So it's really empowering. I love it. Really awesome. Thank you, Lucy. That, that's all part of the journey of transforming healthcare. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Shami. That was such incredible information. And I know that our listeners will get so much out of that. So thank you so much for being here. My pleasure, Lucy. Thank you. If you are ready to change your relationship with alcohol, then you're in the right place. The Thrivalist membership is a holistic approach to sobriety. It combines everything you need to free yourself from the alcohol trap and create the life of your dreams with coaching, community, and courses like the Signature Sobriety Course, which holds your hand and guides you through the process of building an incredible sober life. To save 20% off the Signature Sobriety Course, use the coupon SOBERNOTSORRY at checkout. And that's it for the podcast this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and we'll be back next week. Lots of love. If you're not 100% sure about joining Thrivalist just yet, I'd like to direct you towards some free resources to get you started right away on your sober curious journey. You can head over to our website at www.thrivalistsobriety.com and read our member reviews. When you read about other women's success stories, it serves as a huge inspiration to get you started on your own. If we can do it, so can you. You can also head to the resources section of our website and listen to a guided future self meditation or calculate how much you'll save by taking a break from drinking. Plus, we've got loads of other free resources for you over there. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, join our free Facebook community, and please reach out anytime you may need some support at info at thrivalistsobriety.com. <laughs>